Hello, this is Nigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 9th of January. India reported over 18,000 new coronavirus cases, taking its total tally to over 1.04 crore or 10.4 million. 228 deaths took the country's death toll to above 150,000. 90 people in India have so far contracted the new strain of the COVID-19 virus, which was first detected in the United Kingdom in September. The Delhi government on Friday imposed restrictions on the arrivals from the United Kingdom, ordering isolation and quarantine for passengers depending on test results. According to an update from the ICMR, the country has so far conducted more than 18 crore COVID-19 tests. India is now preparing for the vaccine rollout after Bharat Biotech's Covaxin and Pune-based Serum Institute of India's Covishield were cleared for emergency use authorization by the drug regulator of India last Sunday. The government carried out the third vaccine dry run across the country yesterday to check preparedness. The health ministry said in a statement, and I quote, the third massive countrywide mock drill conducted yesterday for ensuring the readiness of all preparations and simulating a seamless and glitch-free vaccine administration covered 4,895 session sites across 615 districts in 33 states and union territories, unquote. The central government in a press release said that India is all set to begin the vaccination drive against COVID-19 from January 16, 2021. The rollout of the COVID vaccine will provide priority to the healthcare workers and the frontline workers, who are estimated to be around 3 crores, followed by those above 50 years of age and the under-50 population groups with comorbidities numbering around 27 crores. Prime Minister Narendra Modi is scheduled to hold a meeting with chief ministers of all states on January 11 to discuss the COVID-19 situation and the rollout of the vaccine against the infection. While speaking at a convention today, Prime Minister Modi said, and I quote, In the times of the coronavirus crisis, India is among the countries with the lowest death rate and the highest recovery rate in the world. Today, we are ready to save humanity with not one but two Made in India vaccines. Unquote. Yesterday, the eighth round of talks between the centre and the farmer unions protesting against the new agricultural laws failed yet again and ended in the same deadlock. Farmer unions insisted on scrapping the laws, but the government refused and said that the farmers should suggest an alternative other than repeal. While coming out of the meeting yesterday, Agriculture Minister Narendra Singh Tomar said, and I quote, The discussions today were related to the three laws, but no decision could be reached. The government repeatedly requested the unions to suggest an alternative other than the repeal, and the government would consider it. But even after a long discussion, no alternative was presented. Therefore, the discussion was adjourned today. Unquote. The two sides, however, have agreed to meet again on January 15th. The spotlight is now focused on the Supreme Court of India, which will be hearing multiple petitions on 11th of January. Leaders of the farmer unions claim that they were told by the government to go to the Supreme Court or form a committee with representatives of both sides. Meanwhile, senior leaders of the Congress, which has come out in support of the farmers in the wake of the deadlock, met today to discuss the farmers' agitation. The virtual meeting of the party's general secretaries and various state in charges was meant to draw out a strategy to back the thousands of farmers protesting at the borders of Delhi. On 28th of December, Agriculture Minister Narendra Singh Tomar on Twitter had shared 12 letters that his ministry had received from leaders of farmer organizations at a function in Delhi that day. They all supported the Modi government's position that the three new farm laws, enacted without much parliamentary scrutiny, would reform the agriculture sector for better and benefit farmers across the country. 
But why have the leaders of a dozen farmer groups, whose letters Tomar has touted, broken with the farmer community to back the Modi government on the new laws? Probably because many of them have nothing to do with agriculture or farmers. A few of them do not even represent their own groups, let alone farmers. My colleague Basant also found out that the leaders of at least five of these 12 groups are with the BJP. To find out more, read his report titled, Who are the farmer leaders supporting Modi on farm laws? You'll find it on our website, newslaundry.com. And before I move on to the next news story, here is a small request for you, my dear listeners. After you're done listening to this podcast, please do spare a few minutes to check out our website, newslaundry.com and all the ground reports we have been publishing. Give them a read and if you're satisfied that we're doing a good job, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. I'm asking you this because we are 100% free of advertisements, meaning we only count on people like you who understand the importance of keeping news independent to support us and to help us stay afloat. So go to our website and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. Our monthly subscription costs as low as 300 rupees only. In a heartbreaking incident, at least 10 newborn babies died when a fire broke out at a government hospital in Maharashtra's Bhandara early this morning. According to reports, the fire broke out in the outbound section of the hospital around 1.30 a.m. Bandara collector Sandeep Kadam told the Indian Express, and I quote, At the time, there were two nurses and a helper in the children's ward. They immediately raised an alarm. The fire brigade was called, but before it arrived, staffers tried to rescue the children and managed to save seven infants. Rescue efforts were affected by continuous explosions inside the ward. The staffers could not rescue all the children. Unquote. The district health officer said that on Friday night, 17 children were admitted in the ward. The seven who were rescued have been admitted to another ward. The ages of the children who died were between a few days to a few months. Civil surgeon Dr. Pramod Karante said that most newborns died due to suffocation. One baby had fatal burn injuries and two other had minor burn injuries. The rest had inhaled a lot of smoke. Maharashtra Chief Minister Udhav Thakre ordered an investigation and said that the government will conduct an audit of all neonatal care units across the state to ensure safety. The state government also announced 5 lakh rupees as compensation to the families of the dead children. The bodies of the children were handed over to the families because no postmortems were conducted. A Chinese soldier was apprehended on the Indian side of the LAC in Ladakh and was taken into custody by Indian troops on Friday. The People's Liberation Army soldier is being dealt with according to laid-down procedures and the circumstances under which he crossed the LAC are being investigated. An official of the Indian Army said, and I quote, During early hours of 8 January 2021, a Chinese soldier was apprehended on the Indian side of the LAC in Ladakh in area south of Pangongso Lake. The PLA soldier had transgressed across the LAC and was taken into custody by Indian troops deployed in this area. Further details are awaited. Unquote. This is the second such case of a Chinese soldier string across the LAC since October last year. In the first case, a PLA soldier was caught by Indian forces in eastern Ladakh's Demchok sector. He was repatriated shortly after by the Indian Army. India and China are involved in a military standoff in eastern Ladakh for more than eight months now. Both sides have around 50,000 troops each in the area, along with additional air defences sets, artillery and tanks. The editor of Global Times, the Chinese Communist Party's mouthpiece, in his tweet had said that China was not releasing the number of those who died in the Galwan clash as a goodwill gesture towards India to avoid stoking public mood. 
But in reality, according to China experts in India, the casualties on China's side were likely to provoke a backlash and widespread anger at a time when Xi's leadership had come under increasing criticism and was facing domestic pressure. In the Chinese imagination, India is not a threat nor a challenge to its rising influence, says Jabin Jacob, an associate professor at the Shivnadar University of Noida. There is a conscious attempt to downplay India as a strong challenger to China in Asia and it is often projected as a backward and a weak country. To know more about why China won't reveal its death toll or give up territorial claims in Ladakh, read Shweta Desai's report by the same name on newslaundry.com. And now for some international updates. Globally, COVID-19 has infected close to 89 million people around the world, out of which at least 1.91 million have died. The WHO's Director General has warned richer nations against holding COVID-19 vaccines, saying that there is a clear problem that low- and middle-income countries are not yet receiving supplies of COVID-19 vaccines. England's chief medical officer is urging the public to act like you got it in a major COVID information campaign. This comes at a time when the daily reported death toll has hit a record high and is not expected to ease at least for another month. Meanwhile, emphasizing the severity of the situation in the United Kingdom, an epidemiologist at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine has said that the new mutation of the COVID-19 virus should be treated as a new pandemic within a pandemic. China has reported 33 new cases of COVID-19, mainly in Hebei province, where authorities have suspended the subway service and announced tight new restrictions ahead of the Lunar New Year. Iran's president has said that the ban on the vaccine imports from the US and Britain, imposed by the country's supreme leader, is an effort to prevent foreign companies from testing vaccines on the Iranian people. Hassan Rouhani said, and I quote, Foreign companies wanted to give us vaccines so that they would be tested on the Iranian people, but the health ministry prevented it. Our people will not be a testing device for vaccine manufacturing companies. We shall purchase safe foreign vaccines. Unquote. Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, Iran's highest authority, said on Friday that US and Britain were untrustworthy and possibly sought to spread the infection to other countries. He added that Iran could obtain vaccines from other reliable countries. China and Russia are both allies of Iran. Medical journal Lancet has published research about the long-term health impacts of COVID-19. More than 1,700 people spoke to researchers six months after they had been discharged from the hospital in Wuhan. According to the study, fatigue or muscle weakness was the most reported symptom, followed by sleep difficulties and anxiety or depression. US President Donald Trump has been permanently suspended from Twitter due to the risk of further incitement of violence. Twitter said that the decision was made after a close review of recent tweets from the real Donald Trump account. It comes amid a big tech purge of the online platforms being used by Trump and his supporters. Some lawmakers and celebrities have been calling for years on Twitter to ban Trump altogether. Former First Lady Michelle Obama tweeted on Thursday that the Silicon Valley giants should stop enabling Trump's monstrous behavior and permanently expel him. In its statement, Twitter said that the social media company had assessed two tweets sent by Trump on Friday morning as highly likely to encourage and inspire people to replicate the criminal acts that took place at the US Capitol on 6th of January 2021. The move comes two days after a mob of Trump supporters violently stormed the US Capitol, wreaking havoc in an attack that has resulted in five deaths. Even as the rampage continued, Trump tweeted in praise of the rioters, calling them patriots. This prompted Twitter to temporarily suspend his account with a warning that any further infractions could lead to a permanent ban. 
On Thursday, Facebook too had banned Trump from posting on its platform, at least through Joe Biden's inauguration, citing the risk of inciting violence, a move that increased pressure on Twitter. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.